Brewing with Style is brought to you by Northern Brewer with fast shipping, expert advice, and all the ingredients and equipment you need to make the best beer possible. Visit them today at northernbrewer.com. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Happy New Year. The Jonathan, <laughs> John, John's really aware of this New Year's thing. I like me. I'm a couple days into it. I'm like, you been, know. Been there, done that? Yeah. Got the brakes on. <laughs> uh, so far, so good. Yeah. 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 It's been uh, a glorious New Year as well for me. We've uh, been doing all sorts of new equipment and stuff. I know you walked in here. And you Woo! Woo! Put any beer in that? Those new fermenters you got? Uh, yeah, real quick. We're we're oh, hammering you're, away. You're, you know, on the schedule. Doing, they're they're ready you know. to go. Huh? Nice. Yeah, we uh, got a centrifuge, and the centrifuge was being commissioned today. So, oh wow, that's big um, step. All sorts of stuff. Uh, put malt in our malt silo today. And, oh yeah, uh, what kind did you put in there? <laughs> we are going with the uh, raw uh, Alex malt, which is the uh, I guess the the two row malt that. Pretty much everybody yeah. in California that's getting raw is uh, that's what they're getting. Yeah, that's a good choice. So we kind of kind of sticking with that, mm-hmm. you know. If it's good enough for like Firestone and for Russian River and all the rest, uh, it's good yeah. enough for us. Yeah, it'll be at least as good, all right? At least, <laughs> at least. Yeah, I've heard any better malt. So yeah, at I, think, least. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll for something that matters, and it matters a lot, right? The base malt. I mean, that's. Uh, I've tasted several different types, you know, in the uh, in single malt beers and single hop, all the same hop, and the malts do matter a lot. Right, right. I mean, there are certain brands I wouldn't ever use again because I I don't particularly like the flavor. Sure, yeah, uh, you know, malt is uh, a very important ingredient. Well, even a minor time. flavor, there's so much of it, so big, such a big yeah, you know, the base, base malt, malt. Yeah, such yeah. a big part of your beer. I mean, you got to consider it. Not so much flavor is maybe not as important because it's a lot of time that's overridden by. All the specialty ingredients, uh, which include the hops, uh, it's just the uh, texture that it adds to the beer, and the, mm-hmm. the head retention, and the, mm-hmm. all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. right. I, I agree, Tasty. I you think agree? there's too much romance around hops sometimes. People oh, yeah. We're going to go back to basics, don't we? Yeah. Well, and, and people just uh, I keep you know, about water. And a friend of go. mine was uh, asking... He's like, oh, you know, do you have a copy of the water report for Fairfield? And I'm like, yeah, I'll send you, you know, the water report we have. And uh, he wanted to, uh, you know, he's like, I want to want to mess around with my water. And I'm not, I'm like, look, 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 look. Whoa, Hold whoa, on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow your roll there, <laughs> champ. Um, uh, you know. If you're doing everything you can about fermentation, about uh, you know your process, like you know, I said uh, email. I said you know, great beer is about the process. It's not necessarily about the ingredients. You know, you can't buy your way to great beer. You know, you if if there was an ingredient everybody could throw in that made great beer, magic beer, everybody would make great beer. But they don't. There's and and there's people using the exact same ingredients. And these brewers do a horrible job, and these brewers do a great job. What was the difference? It's how they brewed. Process. And um, 
you know, water has has an effect, but, you know, people just get so focused on water, and they're like, well, if I adjust my water, I'll have great beer. And they forget all this other stuff. And so if you uh, – and I, and I told them, you know, it's like, uh, you know, are you checking – I mean, why do you want to adjust your water? Well, you know, I was told I needed to add some gypsum and some chalk. It's like, well, uh, you know – Believe everything How much you're are you going to add? You know, oh, I need to know the water report. Are you measuring your pH? No. That's more important, isn't uh, it? Uh, yeah. How are you going to adjust your water without even knowing your pH? You know, first off, check the pH of your mash. Check the pH well, the of water your fermentation. Itself, right. Yeah, check the, wa- the pH of yeah, your you water. You taste the water. If it tastes good and it's got a good pH, on to the next project. There you go. Right, right. <laughs> so all that stuff is, is, is critical. And then, you know, a lot of times people feel like they can... You know, just adjust the water and, you know, without really thinking about the grand scheme of things. And, and if you do adjust it and you adjust it spot on, is this going to make a minor difference in a beer? Mm-hmm. All that being said, uh, please buy a John Palmer's water book. <laughs> very, very important. Well, you get a piece of action on it? <laughs> you got a special address we're supposed to send that to? That yeah, my house. It's yeah, uh, 3249. Uh, <laughs> no, the, the whole point of it is buy the yeast book first. Oh, there we go. Oh. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I thought it was fascinating. We had uh, Tim Clifford. Uh, he's the brewer at Sante Adarius out here in California on the coast by Santa Cruz uh, for the sour hour. Mm-hmm. And he was saying he doesn't treat his water at all and that it's awful. He was like, I wouldn't let you drink the tap water in Capitola, <laughs> huh? and we don't adjust it at all because oh, all his other practices he considers important. And his beer is off, right. off the charts spectacular. Right. Yeah. We at Heretic, we just flush the toilet; it goes right into right into the fermenter, <laughs> and then we call That's it. Right. That's the secret recipe. Couple flushes, and you're ready to rock. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, is this a three flush batch, or you know, yeah. like a six yeah, yeah, flush yeah. batch? That's you know, true. every time you it's flush, the uh, Justin is driven crazy. He hears it all the way from uh, <laughs> right, from right, right, right. Yeah. Hey, it's part of the brewery process, so uh, yeah, it's important. Yeah, the only thing we do really is uh, we um, uh, carbon filter our water, and I've got these two massive carbon tanks, and we carbon filter everything. That's chlorine. Yeah, strip out chlorine, any uh, uh, volatile organics that might have an aroma, something like that, and uh, it goes into a cold liquor tank. We chill it down, then we use it for the brewing process. We we'll add gypsum to uh, you know. The hoppy beers, we'll add chalk to the dark beers, and you know we try and drive our pH down uh, into an appropriate uh, pH range, and we check pH uh, many times along the process. But um, yeah, the point is, I mean, we put very little effort into adjusting our water. You know, we really focus no, more that, on everything else. It doesn't need it. Yeah, right next to the there's the bush plant too. <laughs> there it's go. there because of the water. Right, right. Yeah, get get to a place where there is good water. <laughs> um, what what about a style like tonight that we're doing mild? Does it matter more, the water profile, the less you have to hide behind? So like a low malt, low hop beer, like a mild, it, does the water become more important? Or is does your what you're saying hold no matter what the style? I think, you know, certain, I think more like, uh, you know, some of the Pilsners where there there's very little hopping, very little, uh, you know, uh, malt character, something like that. That's probably you know more important. Uh, in a mild, you get you get a fair amount of flavor, so I don't think that's necessarily as critical. Um, <clears throat> but I'll tell you, if you if you want to uh, get John's water book, if you want to uh, get book. some of these uh, salts to adjust your water, and the yeast book, yeah, you can all get them at our fine sponsor, NorthernBrewer.com. You know, check them out. They've been sponsoring the show for many many years. And uh, almost a decade, yeah, we're we're getting there. 
Oh, I just stopped doing the uh, <laughs> the uh, brew, your, brew your own uh, style profile column. No, you just stopped. I, I I just I had to finally stop. I, I, I I've been doing. You're kind of busy. I've been doing it for eight years. Wow. I realized. Good for you. It's like holy crap! I've been writing this for eight years. Did they ask you to stop, or did you decide? No, I'm done? they were they were not happy with me stopping, but they understood. Uh, yeah, eight. It was uh, number one column in the magazine. So who's who's your replacement? Uh, I think Gordon's going to take it over. Oh, perfect. There you go. But, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I enjoyed doing it, but I, I just don't have the time. Hey, hey, Scott, it was either this or, or, or Brie Brown. Had to choose one or the other. Uh, I, would I not have to he be here grateful. if you were still doing BYO? <laughs> Could I be at home watching Scott TV? Scott was right. like, is it too late to uh, change your yeah. mind? Could I be home with my uh, recently uh, engaged <laughs> wife-to-be? Right. Yeah. Congrats. Oh, wait, now that you put it that way, let's keep, yeah, screw BYO. Let's keep doing these shows. <laughs> all right. Anyways, you can you can get all that and more and all the ingredients to make great examples of all the beers, including mild. And I think they have a fine mild kit there at uh, Northern Brewer. Yeah, so go check them out, northernbrewer.com. Great shipping, great uh, great people, great prices, great uh, great selection, all at northernbrewer.com. All right, so, yeah, we're going to do uh, mild today. Is uh, very difficult to source uh, yeah, commercial I, examples, huh, Scott? Yes. Scott, he was talking about it with me earlier. It's like, poor guy. Well, I, I, I mean, who's making this style, really? I, I mean, forget the classic examples of which no one has heard and no one carries. What about just commercial examples now? Who's making them? I think you see it more in you know your local pub, something like that. They want to have something yeah. sessionable. You and see so it on draft a lot. Right, brew on premise, right? Out. Session beer. Yeah, it doesn't last long. You see, where, where's the last time you saw it on tap, Tacey? Give me a reference. Uh, I see the freewheel uh, beers here and there. Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, it, they just call it a mild. Yeah, yeah. It's, they might have called it something else, but it is my, in fact a mild. I bet you McLeod probably makes one. Yeah, they, they do. Yeah, down in SoCal. Yeah. Oh yeah, they, they do all the do. you know English bitters and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they do that. I bet you they would. What yeah. about the English pub in SF? Which one? Uh, I don't know. Well, nonetheless, we can't get it in bottles Sorry. anywhere. No. Where is it? Which, which spot in it? Scott, friend of, friend Scott of 21A. could have gone over there. Right. <laughs> With his free time. Got in a pint. Magnolia. And, Magnolia. Uh, oh, go. yeah. Magnolia makes uh, oh, yeah. Sarah Ruby Mild. Or no, what do they call theirs? They have a, they have a not, mild. It's not called, yeah, it has a name that what you would know was a mild to you. They told you. I mean... You can taste it. Tastes like a mild. They have a mild, yeah. Yeah, right, right. Magnolia. I do got to get there. They yeah, they have right. their new you barbecue gone over joint. There. Yeah, should have got a growl. Got, got a pint. Carried it very carefully all yeah. the way back. Yeah, Across the Saran wrap. Right. Yeah. Would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep things from falling in it. Yeah. You know, one hand over <laughs> right. the top. Like could have drank half of it. Let's say. And then all over the rim and the side, there'd be like barbecue sauce fingerprints, and yes. I'd be like, "Here, guys," and you'd be like, "You d- you just will never learn how to treat a beer," <laughs> and no. I'll, and I'll be like, "What's right. the problem? Stop being such a pussy." Right. Right, absolutely. That that's, that's sounds, how it got down. Spot on. That yeah, that sounds like exactly what would happen. <laughs> For the well, glory of beer. Yeah. Well, I didn't do that, and we have. Do we have a heretic mild? Uh, we do. Ooh. We do. Ooh. Ooh. Uh-huh. 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 And what's the what's the brand name of it? Uh, undetermined as as of this day. I like the title, time. undetermined. Yes. Undetermined. That's good. Ooh. Yeah, that is pretty good. It doesn't know what it's trying to be. You got beer without a name. That's like it? a heretic yeah. name, you know. This must not be yeah. going in bottles. 
not yet. And I, I really, you know, the reason you don't see a bunch of mild in bottles is there because, it. yeah. It's undetermined. Know, right. You, you just, uh, you know, it's not <laughs> something know. that people are out. But yeah. I'll tell you, it's a fantastic style. You know, John, give us a give us a quick rundown of the style. Well, it was like an early porter, right? Like an early brown porter. You know, it was really low on gravity. It was served on cask. Uh, you know, it was brown, uh, very grainy, toasty, caramelly, kind of toffee, figgy, dark grapefruit. Uh, yeah, this is a very multi session brown ale with a broad range of flavors. And you know, like I just said, you know, overall it's just like a ten thirty to ten thirty eight gravity. Uh, IBUs are 10 to 25. You know, the color is about 10 to 25 SRM and ranges 3 to 4% alcohol. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and, uh, you know, back in the day, long back in the day, the uh, the term mild meant, uh, you know, it wasn't hopped as much, right? So it would have been a stronger beer. It was, you know, 8%, 9%, whatever it was. It just wasn't wasn't hoppy. It was mild. And so you had your your hoppier beers, you had your mild, you had your you know your stale beer and all that, and it was all blended together to give you, you know, essentially, uh, you know, your three threads, your porter, you know, which got replaced with porter and all that. And I've seen, uh, you know, references to mild where you know there'd be a pale mild, and I've you know, but the, all the ones that I've had. Um, in England, all that have been uh, darker, mild, with you know flavors of uh, everything from kind of caramel to tobacco to you know some dark fruity notes. Um, really, you know, quite amazing. Uh, you know, a, a lot of character and uh, interest in the malt and the fermentation character and all that in a you know two point eight to you know three point eight percent beer. And they're going big on mash temperature to have a, a malty kind of influence, and you're getting these well, really more, intense graining characters yeah, from that, more, right? More, more body. I mean, a lot of the the graininess and all that comes from not mash temperature, but from you know grain selection and right. fermentation character and all that. That that lends itself to it. And I've seen some English recipes where the mash temperature is like you know one forty nine, one forty eight. You know, for a mild, um, you know. But it's like, uh, what, 15% caramel malt or something? Or? Yeah, it, you know, they, they do all sorts of bizarre things that you would huh. think, oh, that can't work. And then there's like a bunch of sugar in it. And you're thinking, yeah. God, this must come out like water. And, you know, but nope. Nope. Doesn't for some reason, one, one or another. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. So, you think it's uh, a beer you'd have to worry about body in, but it, somehow it just it's there. Body? Yeah, it's it's got body and soul. Yeah. There you go. So. All right, let's do this. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, uh, maybe we'll be tasting uh, our one example. And uh, we'll milk that <laughs> for all it's worth. I already know what my favorite's going to be. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm predicting uh, a runaway winner. I, I'm thinking we're we're going to be unanimous on this one. <laughs> Good Las Vegas got it right. There you go. The call in for that jet ski. All right. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. In a world where everything has been lost. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. 
Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic oh. existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> oh, it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the Home Brewer. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact rain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com. I'm Jason Harris, and I approve this message. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We crack, are back. Cracking open the beer here. Like crack wasn't wasn't a long enough uh, break out the cracking. I'm gonna have to check this first for quality control purposes. Quality control. I don't know. It looks a little too dark. To we don't have any other beers we bring in here that chance. More brown porter light. I would say no. That, that looks even darker than that, doesn't it? All right. That's like a midnight black right there. What? What, you, what do you what mean? You guys, what? Eyes don't work. <laughs> that looks like SRM uh, thirty-five. Bevo, what color is that? Is that black? 
Do you see, Actually, you see how red that looks? Oh, see, you see red in everything. Oh, Scott's well, a ginger. Red. This beer is brown. It's so red, it's black. Light. It looks brown. But there's no, there's no freaking light in this studio. That's the problem. He does have the sexy lighting set. Dude, that's real dark. <laughs> you don't see that as mahogany? I mean, yes. Dark yes, brown? Yes, it is. Mahogany? But it, but it's Do we have anything to compare it to? No. Okay, then it I looks mean, great. I can, I can see through it to the right. paper. It's a, I guess maybe it's just darker than I was expecting. I was expecting it to be more like a like a Newcastle-y, like a much. Uh, most no. of them are, a lot of them are, but it, it's you know this guy it's a high, Newcastle's too too light. Hmm. SRM twenty five. That's the yeah. tie ins. Huh. This is know, in there, I think. Very light. It's maybe over. Maybe it's the maybe it's the name mild is throwing me off. Like I'm I'm expecting it to just be mild <laughs> right. in every category. Right. He wants major. Right. <laughs> Dark and mild. mild huh? <laughs> major brown. Huh. All right. Actually, well, when you pour yeah. it, it's the it's very brown in color. Well, this is. Like cask carbonation. Future undetermined. Yeah, you got this pretty low in carbs. You take this off the fermenter? Uh, you know, it's it's carbonated. Uh, That's where you're going to leave as it? As appropriate. Really? It's freaking delicious. You know, like, a, like one, one, one and a quarter volume. That's I, that. well, I would drink this all day. Take a Bevo glass. This is a beer, perfect winter warmer beer that you can drink all day. It's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're not going to get tipsy. You're just going to enjoy flavorful beer all day and just awesome. Perfect timing on your part to release yeah, this. Winter great. warmer, but not really, but flavorful, malty, has those kind of grainy notes that you want in a winter warmer, but no alcohol really. It's really low. You got the sun firkin at the... Uh, three and a half percent. Yeah. It drinks like like it's like five percent, like the, the maltiness mm-hmm. there in it. Yeah, there's a body to it, yeah. and a and a sweetness and a a maltiness to it. I get a lot of toffee. Mm-hmm. Nice job. <coughs> wow. So when when's this being released? Undetermined. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, it's undetermined. Working on it. Working on it. This is really good. Yeah, see, even Bevo likes it. Yeah, that's easy drinking. Yeah, that easy. Easy. I didn't get heartburn the second I drank it, which was really enjoyable. <laughs> It's, it's almost got a Roush beer type of character. A little smoky? No. No? Kind of maybe a little bit, but not, not Roush-like at all. Well, it's mild. I mean, it's not a Roush, but I get, I get smoky <laughs> character from it. Am it's I the mild. only one? It's black and it has smoke flavor. God damn well, it. Uh, smoke flavor. Maybe it's what like is, that, is that black patent malt you have in there? Um, Are we kidding? Probably disclose that at this point. Right. No, there's, there's, a, there's a tiny bit in there. Doesn't take much. Uh, that's easy drinking. John's already empty. Wow. Wow. I'm taking that home. Man. It's it's good for by the pint. Yes. By the gallon. I would drink yeah, a gallon a, a day of that. Very quaffable. Yeah, you can drink a pint of that, and you know, three point eight percent. You're fine. Mm. You're that beer is good for the kidneys. Right. Because <laughs> you're right. always functioning. We'll call it kidney wash. Yes. <laughs> it's like keep keep your kidney on a treadmill. Exactly. But just like a like a jog, right. a slow a jog. Exactly. Slow job. <laughs> Slow and steady. What did you use, Jamil, as your uh, inspiration? Your own your own recipe from Brewing Classic Styles? You got a you got a favorite you were emulating? No. Not, no to all of those things? Yeah, yeah. It's it's um <clears throat> This is actually uh well, well 
how do you guys feel that this let's let's give it a, a oh, rating. I know. This is a blend. Let's give it a rating okay. towards um I hope it's not a blend. Uh, on style. Where do you where do you think it fits on style? What are you looking at me first for? Oh, no anything. Usually, say. usually we ask you first. That's well, right. Since well, we don't. Uh, so, which is your favorite, Scott? <laughs> which uh, one would you rate number one? I mean, Who defi- wins the jet ski? Definitely, the heretic is the best one I mean, of the that, ones that you've been presented with. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. I don't know how it compares to the style. I'm not familiar with the style at all. Like, mm-hmm. I can't recall. I'm sure I've had a mild, and, and in fact, McLeod might have even brought one when they did the session. I, I can't quite remember. They but did. They did. They really? Yeah, it was the one that didn't have a lot of head retention, but it was still really good. Okay, that sounds like all, all of their beer. <laughs> but I, I don't. Well, yeah. that out of. I don't have a lot of recall. Uh huh. To 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 base this on, to, as far as like how how it fits into the style. Okay. You know. All right. I know even less okay. than usual. Mr. Mr. Cicerone here. John, how do you, how do you feel that it fits the the style? I think it's spot on, you know. I I'm just blown away by how fresh this beer tastes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's just so clean and so malty and I like the subtle toffee note and a little bit of roasty, but really subtle roast. Mm-hmm. It's soup mm-hmm. is way on the back end, but it it really kind of complements that dry effect where you just drink it, it's malty up front and then it's gone and poof. You kind of want to go back to it again. On a three point eight percent, not not thin, not at all. Yeah, I think it's got good body to it. Um, and there's a caramel quality there that's there, but it's not cloying, mm-hmm. but it's flavorful and it's kind of fruity. And I would say that's probably from the crystal or whatever malt you use mm-hmm. that gives it this kind of fruit mm-hmm. character that mm-hmm. I think is exceptional. Tasty. Well, it has a. A malt uh, character that I don't expect in a mild, mm-hmm. uh, and I associate it with the with the darker malts. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I, I said, I've, I've had uh, you know classic examples in in England they're where, not. I mean, they're they're smoky to where oh, it's really? like it got a tobacco, See, almost I don't like, get those. A, I never like a raw that. tobacco kind of thing, and a little uh, bit of. Uh, you know, smoky notes and uh, nice. you know, licorice and things like that. And as in well. an ABV similar to this, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, three percent. That's an uh, intentional flavor. You think they're going for? That's yeah, yeah, really, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're looking to you know build flavor in you know a small beer, right? And if you don't have hops to do that, what are you going to do it with? Well, you got to do it with fermentation. You got to do it with uh, your malt selection. Gotcha. So yeah, that's a big deal. Well then. Uh, no, I'd say it's a nice mile. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think, I think uh, and Bevo likes it, so one thumb up, uh, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. There you go. Um, Can you tell us about the beer, the, the recipe at all? Or? Right, right. So essentially. One thing you could say, it's half as strong as one of his other beers. <laughs> right, right. Essentially, you take shallow grave and you add 50% water. And you have I'm what we're drinking no here. Way. Huh. So carbonation is like one and a quarter instead of two and a half, which is appropriate for mild. What's, what's cool is that Shallow Grave's never been presented so well. Like everything about it is right there to, at your at your fingertips. It's very interesting. I, I appreciate the full strength beer much more now. I think. Interesting. Right. Right. Yeah. When it's it's hmm. like uh, when we first started doing this, it was Andrew at uh, smart at Heretic. Uh, who was uh, first mentioned it? 
and we I've been drinking it a bunch now. I you know when I'm at home and I want to have a beer and I don't want a lot of alcohol, I'll get myself like a bomber shallow grave, and then I'll just cut it you know fifty percent with water, and then I'll drink the whole bottle. But I actually feel better than just drinking you know twenty two ounces of seven percent beer. Wow, it's amazing how the addition of water. Um, you know, if you have like a, a pint and then drink a glass of water, a pint of water, and then have a pint, drink a glass of water, I don't think it works as well as together Synergy. having the water and the pint at the same time. Right? There's something something interesting about that. I think that you know the initial absorption in your stomach must be really quick. You know, there must be initial kind of shock of the alcohol or something. I don't know exactly, but uh, so we started messing around with it, and um, I've been drinking it a bunch. And I'm like, you know, this is a good mild. I love a good mild, and you know, they're impossible to find. Need to do more blending. And so I thought, well, you know, we're going to do the show. You know, it'll be hard to find some milds. So, uh, you know, if we could probably use one more, I might as well bring this in and you know, give it a try. So yeah, what I did was I just took water off of our cold liquor tank and filled the growler halfway with the cold water, and then I filled the rest of the way with the shallow grape. Wow! And we have a winner. Right. And, oh, what I was going to say was it's like when you're drinking whiskey and you add water to it in order to open up the whiskey and, right. you know, experience all those flavors and all that. Like like Tasty's saying, you get that. You know, you get a lot of the little details out of Shallow Grave that you normally might miss. Yeah, any flavor level that's above your, like, what you need to taste it mm-hmm. is extra mm-hmm. and gets in the way of other flavors or mm-hmm. the flavor mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. So when you cut things in half, more of the flavors are, you know, at a, at, a, at a good level. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that say about how water affects our palate? I mean, right, right. We use water to cleanse our palate, beer to beer, yeah, judging. We're, when we're, yeah, we're calibrated to water. You might say exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have H H from Georgia online one. He has a question about a mild, and I I could be getting this question. I could be stating it incorrectly, but he wants to know if a, a dark mild would be good. Used as a braggot? Huh. Double H. Yeah. Is she right? Is that is that close to your question? Oh, uh, I couldn't hear it. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. You then you state it. Oh, um, well, I was just wondering if um, if a darker mild uh, with some of the caramel coffee tobacco type notes uh, might be a good candidate for a braggot, maybe with like a wildflower honey or something like that. Or if the uh, the beer might be too small and end up sort of thin. Well, yeah, it's an interesting question. It depends on how much honey you're going to add, because a lot of times, you know, for good braddock, you add enough honey to where it overcomes the ABV tolerance of the yeast. And you end up with a little bit more, you know, sweetness and honey character than if you let it all ferment out completely. Okay. So, you know, yeah, you know, hard to say. Um, but, I, you know, I think it's worth a shot. You know, it is nice kind of chocolate, at least in this example, nice chocolatey flavors. Um, yeah. But thanks for the question, man. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks. All right, uh, I'll tell you. 
I am uh, I am pleased with today's winner. Uh, all I can say about that. Uh, what do I? You know, another rack up another win for Heretic. I'm pleased to know that you blended. We got a perfect uh, record here on the show. show I don't know. Showing up for Maybe the some bias here, but right, right. I they all been really good. It blew my mind. I I mean, Tasty, you knew right away. I I would have had no idea. John, would you have known? Did you know right uh, away? Or did uh, you, no. were you, just, you, you were, kind of figured you it once? Well, I figured you, I, you don't have this beer in the brewery, so I, right. I, can't, I figured, well, how would I? Initially, would, initially, though, you thought, well, I could have brewed a sharp. I, I you got, you got 30 right. barrels of stuff here waiting to get, give it a name. Then I go, like, eh, it's all right. I, <laughs> I know your style. That, you're, that, yeah, this, uh. Right. So, yeah, then I. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to sell 30 barrels a mile. This so. should be the beer. Oh, who'd buy that? You first can. Scott would be, he'd buy a. Dead serious. 375. Yeah, for the show, but that'd be it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That would probably be it. I'd drink all the rest. Well, people can make their own. Just buy the shallow grave and uh, yeah. follow the instructions on that label. Buy buy shallow grave. You now have two bottles of mild. You know, get get yourself. Yeah, uh, it's a win win. Uh, uh, Twenty two ounces of water. And, uh, you could use carbonated water if you don't like the yeah. Uh, yeah. right. Right, you can carbonate buy to a your six pack of your, water from I, Dollar Tree. I I like I like. Uh, <laughs> I like to uh, use, uh, you know, cold filtered water, and I put the the water in first, and then I ease the beer in uh, down the side to not knock out, you know, any carbonation. The and then, um, you know, uh, one one and uh, you know one point two, one point three uh, volumes is is appropriate for for a mile, you yeah. know, cast beer, and English beers. That's that's what it ends up being. No, very cool. Yeah, you end up with uh, two things of mile. There you go. It's amazing. If it was sharply carbonated, I would. There was. There'd be no way I would ever guess. Yeah. It, well, and it would. It would start seeming thin and harsh. I think. Really. Yeah. You can't put too much carbonation on a three point eight beer like this. Huh. I think it ends up a little yeah, too thin much. Thin the body. Yeah. Huh. All right. Uh, you know, if you like this, and uh, you might want to check out uh, one of our other fine shows, Brew Strong. Right. Me and the Palmer. The uh, Palmer. Yes. The effing Palmer. Uh, do the Bruce Strong Show. We're going to got some coming up. New shows coming up here soon. Yes, this week, Friday. Yep. Uh, Palmer and I talk about all sorts of things. And uh, we've been doing that show for quite a few years now, too. And we have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scott's like, oh... I'm glad no, it's, it's torture doing the show. He's thinking about what he'd rather be doing Friday. I'm thinking. Oh, right. please! Yeah. Yeah. I was nodding feverishly. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's, that's my radio nod. You're nodding <laughs> feverishly. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I, I Jesse just made the jerk off motion with his hand. <laughs> no, I didn't. You were not. That was your nodding feverishly look. Californicated. It happens to be. <laughs> there you go. All right. So check it out. That's all on uh, thebringnetwork.com. Good stuff. Uh, we enjoy doing the shows, and uh, yeah, apparently great. people like them too. Lots of good information. They're great right. for uh, traveling. Yeah, yeah, there you go. About an hour apiece, you know, you listen to it. Your travel partners get sick of it by then. Cretans. <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, well. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, we will uh, present a recipe for mild. Didn't we already? And <laughs> no, really. Buy yes, a porter and, and, wa- and pour water into it. Done. Recipe for mild and... Um, uh, and declare a winner 
No. All right. Uh, We'll be back right after this. Have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Anstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2015 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2015 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2014, every Danstar yeast packet you use is your ticket to enter. Visit DanStarYeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2015 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at DanStarYeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and Enter to win. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Law. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My father, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha <laughs> Yes, J.P. Law. We will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power. <laughs> Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Glickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to Enjoy a pint? Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next okay, meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew for Your Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over 
you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Plisé. It's Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. <laughs> with our blend. <laughs> with our mild. With our mild. Our fine uh, mild uh, from uh, Heretic Brewing Company. Uh, and the only mild we were able to get uh, today for the show. Uh, but I think it, you know, it exhibits some of those those uh, characteristics that we're talking about in a mild. Absolutely, you know, the maltiness, you know, some of that uh, fruitiness. Uh, what other is roasty? Roasty is uh huh. Kind of a grainy Mildness. toffee. I think the toffee notes are there. Little toffee notes, yeah. That's getting you know, got kind of that English thing. Uh, still has decent body to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't end up too thin. Uh, not hoppy. Um, not at all, no. Yeah. You should put a firkin on at the uh, tap room. Uh, I would like to. That would be sweet. It just ends up, uh, you know, you have to... Get the uh, firkin. Yeah, there's just a whole lot to do. Firkin. But, yeah, um, that's that's in the plans. <laughs> Eventually. Next to a list of, like, 300 other things to check off? Yes. Can I ask that you... Is. Do you think breweries should kind of experiment more with blending? Tasty? I mean, I know you brew all the time with other breweries, you know. Uh, oh. Well, I, don't know. It's, I think it's appropriate if you're, like, changing equipment. We want to, like, you know, back blend and forward blend. Uh, well, why not uh, make, like, a you know, three, beers. Or, three or four base beers and then blend back? Well, the problem is you're, 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 you're brewing ingredients, right? So right. if the blend doesn't match the ingredients, what do you do with the extra ingredients? Right, you know but, if, I mean? but if it's production, it's not like we're homebrewing and uh, gotcha. we'll just drink the rest. It's no big deal, right? Because it costs money to buy the ingredients. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it means you have to make the beer to those proportions. And, gotcha. Uh, at that point, it seems like why don't you just uh, make a beer very close to what you're trying to get to, right? And, uh, be done with it. Okay. But there are advantages to blending. There's things you can flavors and and uh, textures and various other things you can get in the beer that you can't get by making. Each beer individually, blending the two together. For instance, the one example I always give is an ale and a lager. There's ale characteristics and lager characteristics. I try to do that in one beer, right? Right. Blending lets you do that. Hmm. See, I always think like if you had just a signature lager that was your session lager, mm-hmm. you could blend that back to four to six styles of ales that you're always pumping out. And you have mass volume yeah. of lager. But then you can use it for think, color kind of flavor influence. I think there's, you know, advantages to, you know, blending, but I think that sometimes it is less than a perfect example. I think it's very difficult oh. to blend your way to a perfect example of oh. something completely different. It's hard I to mean, be in style. Right. You might take, yeah. uh, you know, two different beers and blend something and get kind of, you know, in the range of a style. But, uh, you know... Let's say you make three examples of a style, and you're shooting at one's specific style, and one's a little too hoppy, and one's not hoppy enough, and one's, you know. That, I I could see blending your way to a a great example of style. But, you know, trying to blend your way to other completely different styles, I think, is kind of tricky. 
I did, I had a great luck, example. Some luck with that. I, I think John I was helping me with this, I think. Uh, one year for the uh, first-round National Homebrewers Conference, I had a uh, double IPA, uh, a Planet of the Elder clone, and I blended it with my Dortmunder export down to like a pale ale strength. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think, wasn't I having you try this, John? Yeah, we messed around a little bit. Yeah, and uh, you know, it was like a 40-point beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, I, I, so I, of course, they moved on to the second round. And I thought, like, well, if you win in the second round, they want your recipe. What am I going to do? Like, give them two recipes? Tell them the blending ratio? So I, ba- I uh, took the two recipes and blended them together. So, mm-hmm. so you actually that's where there. I came up with, uh, what's it called? Pliny Light, that I came, that recipe I came up with. That mm-hmm. has well, a significant amount of Pilsner right. malt in it. That's how I started putting yeah, Pilsner malt in my ale. You know, again, that's you know something along the same lines. I don't think that's as, as it's not, radical. It's no. not like, you know, if you're trying to take... Um, you know, a, a Russian Imperial Stout and, you know, a pale ale and make yourself like an American brown. Not going to work. Uh, you know, it, it's it's tricky. I mean, no, I that, could... some of that might work. I think, you know, and, and even in this example with the, you know, taking the porter and cutting it 50% with water, I think, uh, you know, if I was to brew an example of mild, I think I could brew a better example uh, you know, I would use English yeast. I'd get a lot more of the fermentation character going. Um, I'd use some uh, English base malts. I'd, you know, there's a lot of other tricks I would do, and I think I could really make you know God's gift to to milds. You know, if I was specifically targeting making it, I think this is really good. I think it's you know a, an acceptable example of mild, but I think you know it could be better if I specifically tried to. To brew a mild. So when you when you talk blending, are you talking blending? You you blend finished beer to finished beers. Yeah. Okay. And you don't. So how do you do it? Like, what's the process? You do it in a, a bottling bucket, and then you well, bottle uh, it percentage. Oh, graduated cylinder with something you can tell how many you know milliliters you put of each beer. I can just use a little uh, plastic cups. You know, you can see what a quarter ounce looks like. You know, just try fifty fifty of blend. If or if you got in. Maybe you got three beers you're trying to blend together. I don't know. Oh, just into a glass. Into a glass, yeah, right. Yeah. And you, you know, keep adding more of one beer until you think oh, that's too much of that, and just throw that throw that away and start over again. You know. But when you did it for competition tasty, you were doing it in a in a bottle, right? To, I was doing it again in a little four ounce cup, and I was adding an ounce of each beer. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, yeah. Once I got the ratio, then I you know I blended them uh, actually, uh, I blended them right in the bottle again. I uh, took a twelve ounce bottle and filled it. Uh, I think it was like one quarter full of double IPA and the rest of under export. Hmm. All right. Let me throw out my mild recipe yeah. uh, quickly here. Originally gravity 1036, finishing gravity 1011, uh, IBU 17, color 17, uh, alcohol 3.2% ABV, 60-minute uh, boil. Uh, let's see here. Use... Um, Oh, seven pounds of British Pale Ale malt, uh, half pound of Crystal 60, half pound of, uh, or six ounces of uh, Crystal 120, a quarter pound pale chocolate, and uh, two ounces of Black Patent. Uh, mash at 154, 68 degrees C. Uh, your hops, Kent Goldings, 5% alpha acid, 60-minute edition is uh, 0.85 ounces or 24 grams, 17 IBU, using the Rager formula. Uh, yeast, uh, White Labs WLP002, 
or why East uh, 1986 London Ale. Um, I, you know, uh, what I would use today would probably be one of my favorite yeasts, which is the uh, West Yorkshire uh, yeast from uh, Y-East. Yeah, you mentioned that in a previous show. Oh, my God. That just has such a great flavor. And uh, it was, uh, I think, uh, McLeod was using that yeast. for that. That's a, must have been the reason why I love their uh, their bitter so much. Yeah, all of their beers are really good. Yeah, I really like that. West Yorkshire, I'm mm. telling you. And you get that Y yeast, right? You can you can flush the toilet two three times. You get a Yorkshire. Yeah, the West Yorkshire, and it's delicious. They were using it for every beer. I think that's what they were using. Yeah. Huh. Uh, you know, ferment around sixty eight degrees Fahrenheit, twenty C. Uh, you're going to carbonate between one and one and a half volumes. Uh, serve around you know cellar temperature fifty to fifty five degrees Fahrenheit. There you go. When you uh, drink you your good mild. your uh, homemade blend, do you drink it at that temperature? Uh, yeah. Usually what I do is uh, I will um, use some uh, refrigerator water. Uh, you know, I got through the through the door water <laughs> from mm-hmm. my refrigerator. Sure. And I'll uh, run that. I've got a, a pint glass from uh, the Great British Beer Festival. It's got, you know, quarter pint, half pint, full pint, and I'll just fill it up to the half pint mark. And then I'll get my bottle of Shallow Grave and I'll pour that in there to the full pint mark. And then, uh, you know, I'll sip on that while I'm working and it warms up over time. (laughs) (laughs) It works, man. Pretty soon uh, you're done with uh, 22 ounces. Right. Of water and beer. Because otherwise I will pour myself a Shallow Grave, let's say, or Evil Twin or whatever. Then you're really tired. And I'll sip on that thing while I'm working. And you then, work half as long. Uh-huh. Right. And yeah. then I'm done with that. I'm like, I want another beer. Oh, I see. And I'll pour another one. See? And, you know, I'll crack open another bottle. Because you're staying hydrated. And then, I, you know, I want another beer. Well, you know, two bombers in to 7% beer, I'm starting to, you know, like, feel it. Well, if I do the uh, uh, the watery grave, then... Uh, <laughs> the watery... <laughs> then... Then, uh, you know, I get my same volume of, of drinking while I'm working, but I've only consumed the equivalent of one bomber of 7-ounce beer, 7% beer. And I feel just great after. I don't get any sort of, uh, you know, if I just drank the one bomber of the 7%, I'd feel it. By drinking it with the water mixed in, I don't feel it at all. You kind of ride I mean, the wave you longer, a very, too. very slight kind of, you know... Takes the edge off, kind of a mildness, you know. Little head change, yeah. slight. There you go. Well, I was just thinking of it. names like you know Puddle Grave, <laughs> El Nino, this or like Watery Grave. Watery, Watery Grave. That's pretty, pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, or, or, or tears I've, on my grave. I've been. Or, I've been. Put that recipe on the back of the bottle. I've been thinking that, but you know, I didn't want to say that that was the name of the beer because that would have given away. You're no, immediately, you I still would have like, bought it. I would have been like, "That's right. brilliant, yeah, great name." Yeah. Tasty would have got it right away. Oh, you just added water to the grave. Killed it. <laughs> right there you are. Well, and I'll tell you, if you want to learn secrets to uh, blending beer and uh, even beer styles. You know where you can go? Siebel Institute. Check them out, SiebelInstitute.com. They've got uh, 
uh, one of the uh, nation's oldest brewing schools. They have some of the uh, world's best instructors, internationally renowned instructors teaching there, like Ray Daniels and, and people like that. And uh, they teach everything from uh, how to be a great home brewer, advanced home brewer, to uh, how to be a pro. I mean, they've got all sorts of uh, courses and uh, curricula there that you can uh, uh, matriculate through. <laughs> and, uh, they're uh, good people there, and you can even do it online. They have online courses. They have on-campus courses. They have their international thing that they do when you, you, you do your courses there, and then you go somewhere and do all that that stuff. It's really more like a vacation than an education. Right. Really think about right, it. Right, right. Hey, you're drinking. You're talking about beer. It's, it's a vacation. Totally. You just go figure. There you are. All right, so check out SiebelInstitute.com. Slash vacation. Slash vacation. (laughs) All right, we'll be back uh, after this. The best thing to happen to brewer's yeast in a century is from White Labs. For pro brewers and home brewers, yeast in the new Pure Pitch Package, powered by Flexel technology, redefines how fresh your yeast can really be. That's because your yeast is cultured, grown, and delivered all in the same Pure Pitch Package. It's never been transferred and never been exposed to the environment. Pure Pitch is powered by White Labs' proprietary Flexel container, which took six years to develop and is designed to be the best your yeast has ever traveled in. Just cut open a Pure Pitch package and pitch the purest yeast possible. Learn more about Pure Pitch powered by FlexCell technology at whitelabs.com. And while you're there, sign up for one of the many great classes White Labs offers, like Yeast Essentials 2.0, coming up August 22nd and 23rd, or any one of their great workshops for brewers, distillers, and vendors. Pure Pitch from White Labs. Six years to develop, refine, and perfect. Two seconds to open. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerone 
grounds are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Adventures in Homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things Homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots. And the BN Army receives 10% off their Homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code AIH10 at checkout. The Brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. And don't forget to use the current coupon code AIH10. Adventures in Homebrewing at Home. Brewing.org. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and this is Brewing with Style. That's just that's just cold. That's cruel. That's like ginger cold. No, no, that's soulless ginger cold. Not dropping it out would be cruel. Oh, oh, see, old, I see. I'm going out of my way, baby. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Why? Well, I mean, I don't know why we're using that one. I just don't know. Because I, I still like it, and I, I don't know. It's kind of funny. It's uh, kind of funny. Yeah, yeah it's kind of funny. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Speaking of kind of funny, uh, what kind of uh, questions do we have from the chat? I don't know. Hey, Bevo, throw on your headset, baby. Uh, You know, when you're listening live, you can actually uh, participate in the chat. You go to thebrewingnetwork.com and uh, click on the chat now, and you can participate. It asks for, like, a username, all that stuff. You can just type in whatever you want and uh, hit enter, no password or sign up or anything. And you can actually ask questions live during the show. Bevo's on there. Uh, work in the chat room, and uh, if you have something uh, of interest to ask, you may ask it. Such as? This is from Rochambrew. <clears throat> Rochambrew. I like Rochambrew. He wants to know uh, what yeast you use in Shallow Grave. Did you address that? Uh, Cal Ale. White Labs 001. 001. Okay. New Yorkshire. This next one is from <laughs> Nate Brews. Uh, can you ask them to contrast malt prile- pro bleh. Profile qualities of a bitter and mild, since they are similar ABV English beers. Oh yeah, you know, in a bitter, you're generally going with uh, you know your base malt, you know your English pale ale malt, and then you know some some English uh, crystal malts, and that's generally it. In the mild, you're going with that same characters of malt, uh, the crystal malt, the uh, the base malt, but you tend to use some other characterful dark malts as well. You can use, uh, you know, pale chocolate. You can use uh, chocolate malt. You can use uh, some black pet, and you can use uh, a variety of different things in there. And they will uh, add to the color, add to the flavor as well. Um, you know, and, and thinking about it, if you took our Shallow Grave recipe and divided it in half, it'd probably make a pretty good malt. 
Just brewed it in half. Yeah, if you yeah. just brewed half as mu- you know half as much grain and uh, <laughs> half as much hops, and then used a you know West Yorkshire, probably turned out pretty good. Before I uh, move on to another question, going back to the first one about yeast, uh-huh. I know you use Cal Ale. Right. So what if you did shallow grave and you used the the Yorkshire? It w- would it mm-hmm. just be an English porter? Like what what would would it come out good? Uh, you know the shallow grave is seven percent. It's a big beer. And I think a little too big maybe for the West Yorkshire because it's not going to attenuate us enough. I think it would end up a little too heavy, a little too uh, not not attenuated enough. Well, the thing that makes Shallow Grave good is, and that you can drink a lot of it, is um, it finishes out enough. It, it dries out. It's well attenuated. And even though it's big, you know, it, it drinks easy. If you didn't attenuate it enough, it would drink kind of heavy it's, it still might turn out good it'd just be much bigger you wouldn't drink as much of it i think so would you not want to brew a beer past what five percent with yorkshire like where does it where's your where's your ceiling uh, i think the i think the the sweet spot for the yorkshire is you know anything from you know 2.8 up to you know maybe six six and a half max you know you change your recipe in order to, you know, you, if you did just all pale malt and you went, you know, a low mash temperature and you add some, some sugar, you know, then you could use the West Yorkshire up to, you know, maybe more like 9 or 10%. You could get away with that and wouldn't be so cloying. And, you know, you could make a, like a barley wine with it or something. But you have to adjust everything else. That's the trick is balancing, you know, your ingredients with your yeast selection. Got it. Any more? Last, uh, yeah, one more. This is from Koala Sprint. And he wants to know uh, what your thoughts are about getting away from strict style, using non-traditional hops and milds, even the imperial hopped varieties that are about, he wrote pills, PLS. Does that make sense? Please, probably. Please? <laughs> or, I don't know. Or pills? Uh, that are imperial, about please? Im- imperial pills? Please say. Please say. I was going to say that. I was like, <laughs> did he misspell please say? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I think you can do whatever. Um, I think you should brew whatever you want. But I think, uh, you know, if you're intending to brew, you know, mild, brew a mild. If you're yeah. intending to do something different, go ahead and do something different. But then don't necessarily, you know, you can reference. It's like a mild butt, you know. It can be about a mile, but like 6%. Right. It's got to right. be a beer that's, you know, its yeah. main focus yeah. is mean, its smallness, its delicateness. Sure, you, you you brew whatever you want. Right. I mean, that's pretty much the way I look at it. It's right. like, pff, screw styles, who cares? Yeah, you that know? doesn't matter at all. But, you know, when you're, when you're actually brewing. But I think it is useful to be able to brew all the styles, yeah. to have that skill set and that knowledge that allows you to say, oh, okay, so here's my parameters, here's what I need to do, here's what a great example is. Let me brew that and yeah. show you that I can do it. And here's what those and, typical ingredients will do for you. Because you right. learn a lot about ingredients when you brew to style. That's how I learned so much about ingredients and uh, brewing was trying to brew all the styles yeah. and brew an award-winning example of everyone. That taught me a ton. And yeah. that's I've leveraged that into so much other stuff. Right. So uh, I think it's, it's well worth doing. Absolutely. You have to do that. 
<laughs> be prepared too for your for your non beer savvy friends that are coming over and drinking your homebrew all the time. Mm-hmm. If they if you tell them here is a mild that's my take on a mild, and then it's hoppy and it's got significant ABV and it's you know dark in color or brown in color, you're going to confuse the hell out of them, right? They're going to if, not, you're, if your friends are as clueless as Scott, <laughs> you confuse me. That's for will, sure. They will be confused. I don't get it. I'm surprised they found their way to your house. I mean, there's a... It tastes like beer. (laughs) All right. Well, another fine show. I think uh, if you are listening live, stay tuned because we are going to tackle uh, Belgian Triple. Uh, Let's get drunk. Next. It's going to be... And I I trust you have a few examples of that. This was probably the easiest style to shop for, maybe besides American IPA, (laughs) that we've ever done. I figured. I figured. I gave you one challenging one and one easy one. I <laughs> failed miserably, but I succeeded time. on the really easy thing. Yay! Yay! Scott succeeded on the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're good. He shooter. jumped, jumped the low barrier. Yay! <laughs> Yay, Scott! Thank you. Well, I'll tell you if you like uh, hearing Scott on the radio. Oh no, no! Don't preface it that way. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, if you don't, well, no. All right. Uh, regardless, you should go and support our sponsors such as Northern Brewer, northernbrewer.com, uh, Siebel Institute. Check out the other shows on the Brewing Network. Uh, Brewing with Style is not the only great show on there. Brew Strong. we got uh, the Sour Hour. we got Dr. Homebrew. we got the Session. Lots of goodies on the, on the Brewing Network and uh, all there for you to peruse for free. Till then, Brew Strong, everybody. And often, be clean. <laughs>